Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Right, what we need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Let's go over to the queen. Unique, she's got what we all need to know. Hey, guys. Well, I had a what you need to know, but we have a special guest on the line, so I'd rather go to him. So what you need to know is we have a Rams player on hold, and I want him to introduce himself. Captain, go ahead. Well, I'm told that Kyron Williams is coming on the show right now. Uh, and if I'm being honest, a little out of uh, left field, meaning we didn't know for sure. But, bam, we're always happy to have a Rams player on, especially after the effort yesterday. Kyron Williams is on with Sedano and Cap. Andy's in for Sedano. Kyron, good afternoon, man. How are you? Good, good. How you guys doing? I'm glad to be here with y'all. All right, man. Thank so, you for coming on, man. This is an awesome surprise. Yeah, didn't know. Did you oh, know? Yeah, no problem. Did you know, Kyra, you're like, yo, man, I want to go on with Sedano and Cap. That's really important for me to do that the day after the game. I mean, yeah, I'm always going to take the opportunity, you know, to, um, you know, talk about how the game went and, you know, be able to get out there and talk to everybody to um, get around and let, let them know <clears throat> what's going on. So, dude, were you expecting this amount of playing time yesterday? I mean, I, I obviously, we, were, we had just gotten done talking about Cam Akers. Did you know going in, I mean, maybe midweek, that, that you were going to be the, the featured back? Uh, no, not midweek. I found out actually on Saturday. Um, so I was able to get, you know, I was already preparing all week to, you know, just be able to get all the reps I do take, usually would have taken. But, you know, um, just being able to um, find out Saturday and get ready Sunday for the opportunity that I got, you know, I was just ready to go because of my preparation that I put in um, all week before. So, you know, there was nothing um, for me to get nervous about or anything. There have been a lot of talk heading into this season, Kyron, about how this Rams team, the offense, the defense, pretty inexperienced, a lot of young guys. Is that something you guys, like some of the young ones, have talked about? Do you guys lean on each other, try to point out things for each other, just try to make up for maybe some of that lack of experience once the games begin? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of, sort of. You know, in a way, um, we're on the field. We're always trying to encourage each other, you know, whether – mistakes happen or not, you know, we always got each other's back. It's okay. We know we're going to get it back. Um, we're going to get it better on the next rep. So we don't ever just, you know, not um, hold each other accountable. You know, we're good with that. So I think as a young group, we're always, everybody's got this hungry mentality. You know, they're always trying to um, get improvement and get better each, each and every single day. So I think that's what's, you know, really driving this team because we're really all. Did we just lose them? Kyron, still there? Gosh, he was... Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, good, good. Oh, because he was in the middle of a comment, and then all of a sudden, and then we, we dropped him. Keep keep going, dude. You were rolling? Okay. No, I was just saying, I was just saying how everybody on this team, how we have this, uh, this uh, hunger mentality that everybody's trying to, you know, 
get better each and every single day. So we know where our practice is going to be competitive, but we know we're just getting each other better. So that's what, um, you know, I feel like that's our just driving our, our team right now. So you probably are feeling, I'm guessing, you know, pretty good about the way the team performed yesterday, even in a losing cause. For, for you personally, like when you have a play where a ball does hit you in the hands and then kind of pops out and turns into a pick and goes the other way, I mean, what, what is that like for you? And, and, you know, what is said after that? Because it happens, right? You know, there's some, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, stuff like that happens. But, you know, you got to always know that you get, there's always more plays to be played. You know, you can't, can't dwell on that one play because if you do that, you go into the next play thinking about the last play, then you're, that, you're not focused on what's to come. So, you know, I just got to pick my head up and know next time that um, what I need to do better. And that was, you know, catch the ball first before trying to make a move. So that was um, that was my mistake. Um, I went over there and I told Matthew that. So, you know, um, you always got to keep your head up and always focus on the next play. So, you know, and once the opportunity does come back, I know what to do coming forward. So Puka Nakua has been literally making history over these first two games with you guys. Just how many receptions, the yards, all of that. A, what were your impressions of him when you first opened camp, you know, as a rookie checking out what he's doing? And for fans who are just learning about him, what – What's his personality like, his demeanor, all of that? Oh, yeah. When Fuga first, you know, arrived for OTAs, he was, you know, making plays early on, you know. Um, it was early on that you knew that Puka could run great routes, catch the ball like he does, he's doing now. So it was no surprise for me, you know, probably most everybody on the on our team and the staff that, you know, Puka's doing what he's doing now. Um, but off the field, he's always, he's just as good as he is on the field. You know, he's a great Great dude, great personality, always, you know, cracking jokes, making people laugh and all of that stuff. So, no, I think he, he definitely, you know, the I guess the all-package, you would say, from a receiver and a great person. Talking to Kyron Williams, running back from the Rams, uh, had a nice game yesterday, uh, 14 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown, had six receptions for 48 yards. Um, so had a really, and a touchdown. And, don't, and a touchdown. Take so, away his touchdown. So it was, a, it was a really good game for you, man. Um the, the Puka Nakua thing, though, what fascinates me is he's a fifth-round draft choice at a BYU. You yourself were a fifth-round draft choice. But at a Notre Dame, chances are we probably got a chance to see a bunch of the games you played in in college. Are, are you surprised at the impact that a mid-round pick could have this early on, given your own draft status? No, not at all. You know, I feel like um, as just speaking on Puka as a – uh, being ready as a fifth rounder, I think he just came in with the mentality, like I said earlier, of just being hungry, you know, fighting for that rep, fighting for everything that was coming his way. Because you know, as a fifth rounder, you know, you got to, you know, you got to go in and start making plays so you get a name for yourself. Um, so I think he did that early on, and just like I said, having that mentality of you know, wanting, willing to get better and wanting to get better—that's what he possesses, and that's what I feel like I possess too as well. Hey, Kyron, uh, where are you from originally before Notre Dame? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, St. So Louis, am I. Missouri. Now, now there's a good setup for yeah. you, Andy. That, that was that was a perfect layup for you. you got two St. Louis guys right. on the air right now. How, okay, Andy, okay, I'm going to ask the St. Louis uh, question. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Vianney. Okay, all right. I know Vianney. Vianney, yep. Kirkwood, yep. I I, I know Kirkwood well. Two state Kirk- championship, brought two state championships there. You know, four conference, you know, all of that stuff. So we, we, we had a good run over there at Vianney. No, no, no. Vianney, Vianney turns out some athletes. That's, that's not shocking at all. Shout out to Kirkwood. Shout out to Vianney. That's awesome, man. I, I didn't realize you were from St. Louis. That's cool. Yeah. How do you like that? So, um, dude, what do you think about your Notre Dame team right now? 
coming up. You know, we got uh, another game going on against Ohio State Saturday night in South Bend. I already know this, uh, it's gonna go. It's gonna be up. It's gonna be turn up in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the game for sure. Hey, Kyron, so I, I got a buddy of mine who's been bugging me for two tickets to that game. I mean, can I pull a <laughs> Hey King? I mean, you got a couple of tickets for me or what? <laughs> Uh, see, I already got two tickets going going for my friends. So I, I use my as much as I, I use my uh, resources as much as I could. So I only got two. So this is a mistake you made calling in, Kyron, because now mm-hmm. Cappy's going to hit you up before every single game for like well, the rest of your life. Hey, Kyron, if, if you ever decide you need tickets to like a Rams game or something, let me know, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I had that problem, uh, I'd probably contact somebody in the facility of the staff and probably hit you, but. There, He's already got a guy, Cappy, for the <laughs> yeah, Rams. I got you, man. I got you. Um, are Are you surprised? I'm just going to ask you. I know you're a young player, and I'm glad you called in. But are you surprised what we're reading here this afternoon that now the Rams are talking about trading your colleague uh, in Cam Akers? Uh, I'm. You know, I didn't. I don't really have a you know opinion about that or anything about that. But I just you know wish Cam the best and all of that stuff because you know I feel like he helped me a lot. And my development as a running back, and especially being here at the Rams, he, you know, showed me what in the ins and outs, whatnot. But, um, you know, I just, I wouldn't say surprised, but, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm excited for his future and what he has to so. show. They told a story during the broadcast uh, of the game yesterday, and I don't remember which player they were talking about, young player. Might have been Puka, but talking about just being intimidated by Aaron Donald in the weight room and just that Aaron Donald is kind of a scary presence like what is it like to be around him and is he as terrifying as at least this one young guy thought he is <laughs> no it's definitely different being around him in the weight room definitely uh for sure because you just don't see i've never personally never seen somebody throw around that much weight you know in a weight room and make it look easy um and give us an idea of the numbers the, um well pinching 315 he did 225 <laughs> 37 times um <laughs> Just some crazy stuff like that, you know. And I, and just, just and it, it definitely correlates to what he does on the field too. Because I, I def, um, there was one run I had in training camp where I cut back and I ran directly into him, and I've never felt um, running into a brick wall like that before. But I imagine what that—that's exactly what it felt like. All right, we're talking to Kyron Williams, running back of the Rams, had a touchdown through the air yesterday, a touchdown on the ground, and uh, and was a really important part of the Rams uh, in a very competitive game against San Francisco. Kyron, I got to ask you, man, what's it like when you're on the field and you look up around and you're in the greatest stadium on the planet and it was a sea of red yesterday? What was that like as a player? Um, it was definitely different. You know, we talked about it all week, though. We're going to um, – that they were, it was, they were there, the uh, crowd travels and that there were going to be a lot of red in the, um, in the uh, stadium. So we kind of just knew going in that we were going to have to be on a silent count. It's going to be loud and whatnot. So, and even last year, I, I remember it being, you know, the same way. Uh, when we played them. So, um, yeah, we kind of expected that. But, you know, it, just, it didn't affect us. We, we kind of had great communication in the office and just kept it under control. I mean, that, I'm sure that's something that helps prepare you moving forward. Like, you know, if you guys can look to build on a season that so far is surprising a lot of people and you guys can get yourself, you know, into a playoff mix, you might need to deal with that type of environment, you know, on the road. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And then it's good that we're getting the meet out the way. You know, starting with Seattle, it was loud up there, too. Um, you know, we, and then again on Sunday, it was loud as well in SoFi. So, you know, we're getting good We're getting good work early on. So, yeah, when it, when it matters the most, we'll be ready. 
Hey, you know what? Last thing, I'm glad you mentioned Seattle. Because here's the thing. When you guys went to Seattle in week one, many people said that was the biggest shocker of week one was the way the Rams went and beat the Seahawks in Seattle. And even though you guys didn't win yesterday, Seattle going on the road and beating Detroit the way they did made that week one look that much better. What do you think? Oh, you cut out the last part. You said Seattle went on the road to Detroit, and then what? Seattle going on the road and beating Detroit makes your win week one in Seattle look that much better. What do you think about that? Uh, I just felt as, um, you know, week one coming off that that win, we really dominated on all phases of the ball, and I felt as if um, that week of preparation was one of the the best weeks of preparation I've been a part of. So I just felt like – you know, it was no surprise to me that it makes that much win better, but I was already satisfied with that win because we, like I said, dominated on all three phases of the sides of the ball. Okay, I got one last question for you because we've been talking about this. The field goal at the end that you guys ended up kicking confused a lot of people. Do you know what the thought process was You know, with that last-minute field goal, like what, what Sean McVay was looking to do there, the thought process? No, nah. I no, I have no idea. I can't even tell you. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'm not part of all of that. So, oh, really? They don't. Uh, they don't consult with you about that. They don't. They don't talk to you about decisions before they make them. Well, uh, nah. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> field goal team came on. Field goal team came on when I ran off. That's all. <laughs> hey, Kyron. Thanks for calling in. Thanks to artists and the entire PR crew for making it happen here this afternoon. You played a really great game. And, man, good luck as the season goes on. We look forward to having you back anytime. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Nice talking. Keep repping the loo, man. man. Yeah, go 314. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) man, the 314. How about that, Andy? While we were talking, I was like, let me look this guy up and find out where he's from. Once I saw St. Louis, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I had for no you idea. That was all- I thought I actually thought maybe he was calling in because he wanted to be a part of Million Dollar Mondays because they're back on 710. And thanks to Hollywood Park Casino, keep listening all day long for the cue to call. And when you hear it, be caller number seven. Give us your Super Bowl prediction, both teams and the final score, and you could be winning a million bucks. Just for playing, you get two tickets to a game at SoFi. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, and play. Hey, how about earlier today, Edgar Garcia from Palmdale picked the Cowboys 20 to beat the Chiefs 20-17. to 17. That was his prediction. Last year, we had four people show up on Super Bowl Sunday with a real chance to win the million bucks. No one did, but maybe we'll give that million dollars away this year. All right, coming right back. We bailed out on what we needed to know because Kyron Williams was calling in. We'll revive it on the way. This is Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Chris. And I love this song, Mo Money, More Problems. And give me all your money. I want all the problems, okay? I'm just saying. (laughs) But Cappy was right before we went to break. He said we got interrupted. A beautiful surprise. So it's all good for me. I'm not tripping. But I did want to share the what you need to know. So everything's super expensive right now, even gas. I mean, gas is through the roof. I don't even want to drive. I mean, dude, when you're paying like $5.50 at Costco, you know gas has gone crazy. That's exactly what I told Tyler. It's not even worth it sometimes to go and wait in Costco or Sam's Club because the gas is just as expensive if you go to the gas station. But anyways, you might have unclaimed money. So I was reading an article that says that one in seven Americans have unclaimed money either due to refund status, checks that they didn't cash, or like settlements that they have around whether it's, you know, like there was a T-Mobile settlement that I got like a few cash money back. It was like $75, not too bad, you know, not too shabby. But anyways, you can actually look up if you have unclaimed money. I did it myself because I wanted to make sure it was legit before I threw out the websites. So the first one I did was missingmoney.com, and they'll just ask you for your name and your address. And then if you do have unclaimed money, it'll show up, and it tells you the amount or approximate amount. And the other one is unclaimed.org. So so wait, why, why would this money be there? Because it's... Like, like class action lawsuit, like a class like action lawsuit that you have, or for Could example, like a refund that, a was, refund issued. that yep. was issued to you, or like for example, the other one was um, like in a check that was sent to you that for whatever reason you did not get. Like I looked at mine and I don't have any unclaimed money, so I was a little bit sad about that, but it's okay. But my brother does, and it's a settlement uh, from Google. This is the same thing that happened to me. I found money for my sister and my mom. But, but not bub, you? Bub kiss for me. Yeah. How much? Are we talking like serious money here? No, no. My brother has like com- 60 bucks. Combined 100 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's money that they didn't it's have. Th- right? 60 no, no. bucks it's is three good. football bets for you, Cappy. <laughs> hey, well, listen, that's those three football <laughs> donations, not bets. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to go and see if you have any unclaimed money, as they say. So this, and this is legit. I did. Like, go through the process so you guys don't feel like, you know, if there's a social security number, in, don't do that. That's in the wrong <laughs> the wrong website. Yeah, absolutely. M- yeah. Missingmoney.com and unclaimed.org. And I know Tyler also did it, like he said. And then uh, this was brought, like the article that I read was from the National Association of Unclaimed Property Administration. So, yeah, you guys can go see if you guys got a little bit of cash. I mean, anything. Even if it's $10, it's a Starbucks drink. You know, um, every time we do these things on what you need to know, I always kind of try it. Do you remember a couple weeks ago, I think we did a story about how you could take your ID and there were only going to be like a million and a half people in the state of California Mm -hmm. that could do this. Mm -hmm. And they had just released it like that afternoon. Right. And I went, I did, I downloaded the app Mm -hmm. and then I like took a picture of my driver's license front and back, whatever. Okay. And then now I've got my, I guess what you'd call my legit ID. And mm-hmm. I say legit, I don't mean like a real ID. I just mean like I don't need my physical driver's license in the airport in theory anymore because I've got this mm. app. Well, well, d- you tell you have me. the digital ID. Yeah, it's a digital. You still, even though, and Lindsay did say this when she read the What You Need to Know, you should still carry your physical ID because it is a pilot program. So if you get pulled over by the cops or in certain airports, 
the airport should theoretically work just with that, but they still say in the like in the article that I read that you have to carry the physical ID. In the meantime, I got to tell you, I did all the work. Yeah. I actually thought, you know what? There's only a million five people that are uh-huh. going to be able to do this. So you know what? I want to be one of those people. I did all the work. I downloaded the app. FOMO. I, I did the yeah. I had like instant FOMO, <laughs> and, and I did I did everything. And now I couldn't tell you the name of the app. So that if somebody pulled me over and I didn't have my driver's license, and I was like, yo yo, hold on, wait. I did that thing on my phone. I can do that. I couldn't even tell you the name of the app. Wait, Warren, isn't it supposed to save to your wallet? Uh, I don't know about that. This is the guy that can't operate email. (laughs) Yeah, this this was a bad idea from the start. In all honesty, Cappy, you're the last person who should have done this. (laughs) By the way, Cappy, it'll be be months before you realize, but the new uh, software came out today for our iPhones. Oh, don't even get me started, man. It's time to to start me on a new phone. I got to get a new phone once and for all. I got to just suck it up once and for all and get a new phone. Yeah, people were chewing me. Well, not people. One person chewed me out about what I said that you should go through Apple and not your carrier yeah. to get a new phone. Right. The guys are like, "You get a thousand dollars back." Blah 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 blah. I'm like, "Yeah, dude, that's how they get you because yep. every month they're gonna charge you a bunch of little fees. Mm-hmm. So trust and believe, you're better out with going to Apple and yep. getting it through there. I'm Trust. just resting my skies. Okay. Trust. I've been doing this since I got my Apple phone. Listen, and believe, trust okay. and believe. Just saying. Hey, uh, I'm watching Monday Night Football right now, and it's 11-7 Cleveland over Pittsburgh with 10:44 to go. A uh, couple of things here: Cleveland early in this game, Deshaun Watson threw a ball that hit his tight end in the hands, popped up in the air, and turned into a Pittsburgh pick six. Otherwise, Pittsburgh's offense hasn't done anything. Um, also in this game, if you're a fantasy player, Nick Chubb, who's really one of the best running backs in the entire NFL has left the game with a knee injury. Yeah. And there's some speculation that it's it's not good at all. Yeah, I saw LeBron actually tweeted out like, you know, like a prayers up type wishes yeah. for Nick Chubb. You know, obviously LeBron, Cleveland guy. I, the Browns are one of the few teams that LeBron roots for in the NFL, but it doesn't sound based on the Twitter chatter like it's good. In the meantime, too, third quarter halfway done in Saints Panthers, six to six. So not Good thing much I'm not a, watching that. Not much of a what night a for offense. No, I'm not watching that game. I mean, they are double boxing it right now on uh, ABC because the uh, ESPN and ESPN2 has the Saints and the Panthers, and ABC and ESPN Plus has the Steelers and the Browns. And I'm watching the one that's the Steelers-Browns broadcast, but they're sharing the screen right now with the Saints and the Panthers. And I just would like to say to the producer – I really don't need to see the Saints and the Panthers. There's I'm good. 30 combined points in these two games. Yeah, that I was going to say these Monday night football games are starting to be reminiscent of those Thursday night football games we had last season. But we're only in the second quarter in the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game, and Cleveland has moved the ball. I'll tell you this, they've probably dropped at least four or five passes that have hit receivers directly in their hands. And the first guy, that guy number 88, I don't even know what the tight end's name is, dude, he, he had that ball hit off his hands, pop up in the air and go, go to the house the other way. He just dropped another one. Uh, Cleveland's tight end? Yeah, Should number be 88. David, David Njoku. I no, mean. no, not that guy. Different guy. Not Njoku? No, different guy. 88. Right. Tall, skinny, white guy. Yeah. So, Andy, that was uh, that was pretty crazy Harrison that Kyron Bryant. Williams called it. Who is it? His name is Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. Never heard of him before. Yeah. Kyron Williams just calling into the show. And, and the poor guy is like on the other end of the phone. How old do you think Kyron Williams is? 23? He's 23. I'm 23. pretty sure he's 23. I have a son who's 23. I could only imagine my son being on the other end of a phone, being on a radio station like ooh ESPN in Los Angeles, and and answering questions like, "So why did the coach kick the field goal?" 
<laughs> I just, you know, I was hoping we could get some type of insight on it because we were, we were all so confused by it that people like me are coming up with gambling conspiracies to try to justify what seemed like such a strange decision, which again- I'm with you, man. It's the decision I hope is the actual explanation. I hope it was Sean McVay giving double middle fingers to the Niners fans looking to lay the points. I think mm-hmm. we've established that is that is what we are now Right, but I I thought to. maybe there was yes. a chance that Kyron Williams could just explain, look, this is what Sean, Sean McVay's thought process was, and he'd lay it out and be like, oh. No, nah, Brian, about, don't make about, those decisions. I really liked right. Cappy asking him if he was somebody that was consulted yes. for the play call. Yes, right. and him was like, nah. Like, like, dude, you know I'm <laughs> 23 <laughs> and I'm a second-year player who's a fifth-round pick. I was joking, he's bro. A star- he's a starting running back. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Wait, just joking, bro. At least he didn't ask him if he has a roommate. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask. Whoa. I didn't ask Cam Akers if he has a roommate. I asked him if he Whoa. lived by himself. Same difference. Whoa! You know. uh, how about how about the other one, Kyron Williams? So, uh, dude, uh, there's reports now that Cam Akers is going to get traded. That surprise you? And Your first, thoughts. first, I I love when he starts off. He's like, um, you know, Whoa. I really probably shouldn't talk too much about that. Really, Whoa. you know, I don't yeah. have to Giving do a side eye to his PR. But then, but then the, the two of like, us, no, no. the two of us are like just being quiet, you know, and, and then all of a sudden he's like, but I'm not really surprised if you want to know the truth. I'm not, not really surprised. Well, he's like, actually already talked a bit about this Kyron Williams after yesterday's game. I saw like he said that he and Cam, he said the same thing yesterday that he said to us, that he and Cam Akers are actually really close. Their lockers are next to each other. And he said that Cam has been helping him out, like giving him a lot of advice as somebody who's been in the league longer. And, you know, it doesn't sound like Kyron Williams getting his playing time has created friction between him and Akers. You know, and and it's pretty clear by now that Akers' issue with the Rams would be with Sean McVay and with the organization. Like, I, I don't think he's going to take this out on Kyron Williams, even though Kyron's getting his playing time. All right, let me if it wasn't this. Kyron, it would be someone else. Right, but I, I got to give Kyron you know, credit because to me, all these young guys, second-year player running back, fifth-round pick out of Notre Dame, rookie, fifth-round pick out of BYU, uh, you know, 35 targets in two games and 25 receptions. This is why Sean McVay is, is proving to people, even his doubters and even those that are skeptical, that he's a great coach because you're, you're, you're taking this very – uh, undermanned team, and you're making them competitive already. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. No Sedano today. He's uh, on assignment with the network. Ooh. Yeah, it always sounds cool when I say that. Sedano's down in Dallas. He'll be back tomorrow. And this whole week is going to be kind of screwy. We got Morales' birthday tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's happening tomorrow. And then um, Thursday and Friday, George is in, like, Louisville for a football game. I'm in Pittsburgh for a football game. Hi there. How are you? (laughs) So it's going to be nuts. All right, it is time right now for Big Deal or No Deal. Take it away, Tyler. Thanks, Cappy. All right, so Angel star Mike Trout, who's been riddled with injury all season, he's aiming to rejoin the lineup before the end of the season 
But the question is why? Could this be a subtle way to demonstrate that he can still ball to prove to other teams that he's a good trade acquisition? Do you see Mike Trout eyeing a return to the Angels before the end of the season as a big deal or no deal, Cappy? Do I see Mike Trout eyeing a return to the Angels as a big deal or no deal? Yes. I would say I I see that as a big deal. Um, If Mike Trout, the door seems to have been opened for Mike Trout to possibly be traded. It was. The reports were that the Angels would consider it and Trout's in control of it. Correct. If If the Angels were to say to Mike Trout, we'd like to trade you, and if Mike Trout were to say only to the Phillies or the Yankees or the Mets or or the Nationals, or, I want to be close to home, close to Philadelphia. If Mike Trout doesn't like, like say, yes, I'm willing to take a trade, then that to me means Mike Trout doesn't care about winning. And I think Mike Trout does care about winning. So I think Mike Trout is ultimately going to be moved. The only issue is is that whoever gets him is getting somebody that's always hurt. Yeah, so, I, yep. I think it's a big deal, too. Mike Trout, mm-hmm. at this point, has to be looking for a different situation, which is why I think he'd want to remind teams around the league what he's still capable right. of doing. He wants something new, like the new fall season of 7-10. Be sure to start oh tomorrow God, with ESPN Radio's new Show Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle tomorrow morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on LA's mega sports station, 710 ESPN. Six brilliant. for six, baby. Just so six brilliant. Six for six. Absolutely brilliantly done. Nobody around here no, is unimpressed. No. no, in fact, if Morales were here today, he would say Andy Kamenetsky is putting on a master class on how to insert liners directly into content. Absolutely brilliant. But to the actual question, yeah, I think it is a big deal. I It makes me think we are closer to Mike Trout requesting a trade. Which means that we could potentially be closer to a playoff-bound Mike Trout, finally. Well, and <laughs> you it's might not going to happen be, in Anaheim. You might also be talking about the Angels finally being able to rebuild, because the Angels have tried to do the same thing Boy, over and over again. That. Get big stars, spend a lot of money, and let's and it never has worked for them. Well, assuming they actually will do the right thing and rebuild. Yeah, they need to. Oh, but they need to. Until and I the, see evidence that they'll do the right thing, I'm not always well, going to assume they'll do the right thing. Here's the reality thing. with the Angels. The reality is, is that they've already come to the to face the music of letting Otani walk without trading, and that's already done. So now their hopes lie solely in his decision-making and whether or not he's going to come back to Anaheim. So a rebuild should be the only thing that they're looking at right now, and the best way to do that is to trade some people away, get some prospects, get some guys that cost you a little less money that you can build a team around, and I don't think you can do it with one guy being Mike Trout. So I agree with you guys. I think this is a big deal. Hey, by the way, Monday Night Football update, Steelers were down 11-10, and then all of a sudden uh, Kenny Pickett throws a pass across the middle on a slant route and gone for 72 yards, something like that, and a 72-yard touchdown for the Steelers. Ooh. Kenny Pickett, you said? Who did he throw to? I think uh, Pickens. Pickens, I, I wanna, yeah. yeah. The Pickett-Pickens combo. Yeah. yeah, very nice. All right, Laura, what you got? Sorry, I was uh, chewing ice, and I didn't oh, want to do I'm that sorry. on it. No, you're chewing good, ice. you're good. That was a bad toss. No, it's all good. Laura, so, what you got? 
Well, we were talking about exes earlier, and I have a friend who was listening. And no, not a friend. He's married. Oh. <laughs> he's oh. married. Not a friend like he's like. Anyways, he's a friend, and he was like, "Hey, I heard you guys talk about exes, and if we, you know, we keep in touch with that." He was telling me that him and his wife have had a very extensive conversation about this because he believes. No friends that are, you should not be friends with an ex at all. Oh, his, well, come on. That's his wife is come like, hey, that's my ex from when I was like 17, whatever. We're friends. We grew up together, XYZ. So he was saying that he kind of gave her an ultimatum like, hey, we're married. I don't feel comfortable with you dating. I mean, dating, talking to this person that you dated a long time. Yeah, sorry, not dating. There would be a right to not yeah. feel comfortable about <laughs> no, no, no. dating. While that, depends that, on your relationship. <laughs> True. But he doesn't feel comfortable now that they're married for her to speak to an ex. And he gave her an ultimatum. And so anyways, he was giving me all these details via text. But I wanted to know, because I think that's a big deal, giving your spouse an ultimatum. Like if they've been friends, you know, they're in their 30s, late, almost 40s. Yeah. And you've been friends with this person for a long time. And, you know, they were like kids when they dated. Do you guys think it's a big deal or an old deal that he gave his wife an ultimatum for that? It's a, it's a big deal and out of line. Thank you. I that's think, what I, I said. Think it's completely totally. out of line. Or what it's really saying is, I don't trust you. Boom. That's what I right. told him and he freaked out when I said that. Yeah, dude, it's true. Like listen, I'll tell you guys, in my I'm not married, but I am I've been involved in this relationship for like four and a half, almost five years. Um, Rachel and I go to, and we visit with this friend of, of of hers, this guy, and I'm like and I'll tell people, I go, Hey, this is Rachel's friend Eric. These guys went to the prom together, you know, oh my all God. those years ago. Right. And they're still friends all these years later. And like mm -hmm. I kind of brag about it. Like, look how they've maintained this relationship and this friendship. I'm not worried that they're going to, you know, go to some hotel room and get down and dirty because that may or may not have happened when they were at prom. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Tyler, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I don't I don't like ultimatums at all. So yeah, I right. think if you're factoring in an ultimatum into any scenario, it's going to be a big deal. Like it would be one thing if, say, this if, say, this guy had been talking to his ex recently and it seemed like the conversations were starting to cross over into some dicey territory mm -hmm. and he had a history uh, before with cheating or something like that like that would be one thing yep but if it's just the idea of i don't like you talking with somebody that you dated 20 years ago right like no that that's out of line and i feel it's so my friend's a guy and obviously he's wife right so his wife is the one that keeps the friend and he's just like i don't have them out of respect for her so i feel like she should have the same respect for me and he goes you're not married you don't get it i said no i'm not married but for me like all of you guys have said if you give me an ultimatum that's a bad look and he got mad because i told him that he's like you're citing because it's a girl i'm like uh there's three guys here citing well, with did me. you did you just ask him flat out do you trust her i did and he said he does he oh, doesn't trust the guy he said he doesn't trust and the full guy. disclosure no, 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 that, no, that no, means no, you don't no, trust her full disclosure right. to the unmarried folk and i might be speaking on behalf of the group here so correct me if i'm wrong i am unmarried yes but marriage doesn't it doesn't and shouldn't change much when it comes to being in a relationship with somebody so to put the marriage tag on it and make that an excuse, it really doesn't change much, especially if you're in a good relationship. But to say, hey, listen, um, I trust my wife. I just tr don't trust the guy. What, you think that this guy can talk your wife into taking off her clothes? Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Like, like really? Like, hey, he's such a stud that she can't even deny him. Like, she gets around him and he's like, hey, girl, it's time. 
Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> whatever you say. And they like, were like really? 17, he, he, bro. I like, love you, man, but you gotta get over that. He's confident in this guy's skills, and he's that unconfident that his wife can't control herself? Here's Come the on, thing. Bro. If you actually trust your wife, if the guy that she used to date like what, 20 years ago yeah. or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. If he starts crossing the line, then she would be like, look, check him. Come on. Like, yeah. We can't do this. Yes. And and you know what? Because he asked me, because he knows the guy that I still keep in contact with, you know, now more seldomly. He asked, he's like, how is your boyfriend okay with you having communication with that guy? And I said, because when we were single and, you know, he tried I checked him and I was single and he's never tried when I've had a boyfriend. But as women, we will check them. We will say, yo, bro, I'm taken. I'm in a relationship, whatever. I'm married. You don't have to worry about that. So I felt coming from him because I've known him for such a long time. I was like, I'm so surprised that this bugs you this much that you gave your wife an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you felt because I'm not married that I can't. Damn, I'm not going to have a friend after this, but that I'm not married (laughs) and I can't give you advice. But I have Andy, you're married. Tyler, you're married. I mean, Cap is in a very serious, committed relationship. Cap's been there. Yeah. You know, know? so I mean, I just feel like that's out of pocket. Yeah. By the way, um, if you if you think that your wife is going to get down with her old boyfriend, it ain't about him. It's about her, Jack. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that. Hey, by the way, while we were talking about this, I've looked on Twitter now. So I, Nick Chubb, for those of you guys that maybe you know have Nick Chubb on your fantasy team, this injury tonight, have you guys seen this injury? No. Uh, not seen it, no, but guys, I've heard about it. Guys, when I, tell you, when I tell you that this video of Nick Chubb hurting his knee tonight, and the, the report now is that it's like torn everything. Every CL that there is in a knee it's all torn to shreds. Oof. Well, no, when, that was from so that was from 2015. So it's the same knee that he's reaggravated, but right. I don't think that we know that every do you No, no, but just go watch the video. Okay. So okay? it does not look good. Oh. The video, if you watch this video, like when you think of injuries that you've seen on television that will make your stomach turn, you think oh. about Joe Theismann breaking his leg with Lawrence Taylor standing over yeah. him. You you know, you Oof. think about um Dak Prescott a couple of years ago when his oh. when his leg snapped. Dude, if you watch this Nick Chubb injury, you'll only be able to watch it once. In fact, don't even do it. Don't even watch it. Just don't even watch it. It's that bad. Oof. Oh, crap. I have not seen it. Don't see it. I'm sure I'm going to end up seeing it. It is that bad. It's only a matter bad. of time, Andy. I haven't looked, but it's only a matter of time. I know. Uh, I, it's unavoidable. Oof. I went on Twitter, and I saw it, and I shouldn't have seen it because it's so bad. It is that bad. And what you're saying, Tyler, is right. When he was in college, I don't remember exactly where, uh, but he tore everything in his knee. And so to have made this kind of comeback to become a premier back in the NFL and to lose it on a play like tonight. And, dude, on a natural grass surface, by the way, all the talk about grass versus mm-hmm. turf and Aaron Rodgers and his Achilles. Yep. On a natural grass surface, my man just tore it to shreds. Ah, such a shame. This is why running backs, you know, we've seen looking to hold out. They know that their shelf life can be short anyway. Yep. You know, they want to get their money while they can. I know. He's such a good player, man. It's such a shame so to see good. a guy like that get He's hurt. He's really like that. all Cleveland had, aside from Amari Cooper, who was even doubtful tonight but still played. Oh, man. It's too bad. All right. Listen, coming up, it is time for Dealer's Choice. And Andy is in for Sedano, which means it's his Dealer's Choice. That is next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Last segment of Sedano and Cap here on 710 on a Monday afternoon. Coach McVeigh, if you're driving home right now, please. It's a principal issue for me. You owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> Kicking a field goal with four seconds to go in a game 
to cover the spread. I love it. It was deeply personal, and I love it. I'm with you, Andy. I am 100% convinced Sean McVay did this because he just wanted to screw over all of the betters who mm-hmm. had the Niners laying the points somehow he, still got the win. Well, he knew so many loss. of them. So many of them are frankly probably in SoFi in that moment. Yep. So I eighty twenty baby. I, I have it. I have decided that is why Sean McVay did this. I stand by my conclusion and I love it. I endorse it. My conclusion is Sean McVay has no idea what the line is, <laughs> and and still and still is 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 dreaming like, hey, you know what? Maybe this field goal will only take three seconds. Then we'll get an onside kick. Then we'll actually recover the onside kick. Then we'll throw a hail mary. Then we'll win. Like I honestly do not believe that he knows the lines. Now maybe I'm being super naive because everybody in the circle of trust is telling me what an idiot I am. But well, it's um, also too right now, like sports betting has become so entrenched into sports coverage because it's become increasingly legalized everywhere we go it's part of the way the game is analyzed and i guarantee sean McVay is one of those sports junkies who watches all the different shows like i i would be actually more surprised if sean McVay didn't know the betting lines than if he did right but but let's just say he does let's say sean McVay knows that the, the rams are seven and a half point underdogs he looks up at the scoreboard there's 10 points that separates the two teams and the Rams are going to lose the game because with four seconds left, there's not enough time to win the game. So kick the field goal. We cover the spread. You think Sean McVay is standing on the sideline going, hey, guys, let's kick the field goal and let's cover the spread, okay? Yeah, guys, let's screw them, all right? Let's screw those guys over. That's what he is thinking, and again, I endorse this. I actually Good think for the, uh, Sean McVay. I think the theory earlier actually for you know stands to reason, like, you know, hey, listen, we get to the the seventeenth game, and and we're in a tie for for a playoff spot, and they scored two hundred ninety five points, and we scored two hundred ninety six points, and we win the tiebreaker, and it's all because of that field goal that was completely meaningless. Wow, this Monday night game, Bryce Young just took off for a long run up the middle, and he he slid at the end. His slide was like as ugly and awkward as Mace sliding during the softball game like it was just like this it was like this dude had never slid did you see this it was one of the worst slides i've ever like i used to think jared goff was the worst slider in football bryce young might have something to say about this all right i'm watching this play right now he had a high snap he had to catch it up over his head he's running straight up the middle he's already at like 30 40 yards He's a captain. He's a he's a rookie, and he's oh yeah, he did. He just kind of like sat down, like <laughs> yeah, hey, this I mean, isn't a slide. This is a sit. Like he looked like he might surrender. He looked like he might injure himself. In all <laughs> honesty, I was I was worried for the young man. This is my first chance of seeing him play in the NFL. I mean, it's Same. only you know two weeks in, but it's my first chance of seeing they've him play. They've been high on him. They've been from yeah. everything I've read. They've really liked what they've seen. He's apparently really smart, really mature. You know, he's going to have a tough time because they don't have a ton of talent and it's a yeah. hard position to learn on the fly, but they seem to really like him. I can't believe how, like, they're showing um, Bryce Young and they're showing his parents, and the parents are up in a luxury suite. And if your kids play any sort of sport, like, as they get older and older and older and they play, you know, in more competitive kind of environments, you know, you're, you're just there. And as the parents now, they sat there at the high school, and then they sat there in college, and now they're in luxury suites while their 22-year-old kid is out there playing football amongst all these grown men. But he's 22 now, so 
he's elevated to he's one of the best, and now he plays in the NFL and he makes a ton of money. And I never really thought about it like for me, Andy, like, ooh, I'm getting older. Look at all these young kids. I think of it more like I have a kid that's this age. I cannot imagine him playing in an NFL football game. And not even just playing in an NFL game. He's playing the most important position in an NFL game as a rookie on Monday night football, on the road, or excuse me, at home. But, like, that's crazy. And, again, they're thinking, who taught him to slide? (laughs) Nobody teach our son how to slide. All right, well, I'm watching this uh, Steelers-Browns game as well, and it's 16-11 now, Pittsburgh over Cleveland, and Cleveland has lost their star running back, Nick Chubb, to what looks like an absolutely brutal knee injury. Has everybody now watched the video? I have not. Everybody but Andy. I'm trying to and maintain. I'm okay. I would be okay if I hadn't seen it. I'm now trying to maintain my innocence as long as yeah, I can. Yeah, don't see it, Andy. Oof. In all seriousness, do not. It is one of the – for all the gruesome injuries you've ever seen in sports – I'm putting this one, and I've only seen it once, and I watched it on my phone on Twitter. It's one of the it's so one of the bad. worst I've ever seen. So bad. I'll say this for those of you that haven't seen the video: knees aren't supposed to bend that way. Yeah, just don't even watch. Yeah, don't watch. Like I shouldn't have watched, but then I'm like, I want to see, and I shouldn't have seen because I need knee surgery. When I saw that, I was like, oh, oh it's so bad. I've had knee surgery. So, I, so have this, I. This is only going to bring back flashbacks. Yeah. I have I've had knee surgery, knee knee surgery, and I shouldn't have watched that. Mm. All right, Andy Kamenetsky has the dealer's choice here this evening. Andy, it's it's up to you. Okay, you can, you can take it, you can pass it on. No, I'm going to take it. All right, I'm good take man. It. I got some. We were talking earlier about it being National Cheeseburger Day, but over the weekend it was National Guacamole Day. Hey now, I'm a huge guacamole fan. I love me some guacamole, love me some avocados, but the problem that I always have is picking the right time to open them up mm-hmm. because Aww. avocados are an incredibly frustrating fruit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I, mm-hmm. I love them, but if you get them at the wrong time, they mm-hmm. like if you open them too early, they can be kind of tasteless. Mm-hmm. And if you open them too late, they have Brown, this like eggy mushy. taste. Yeah. Well, yeah. tasteless and tough, right? If you open yes. them up, like yeah. you can almost like it's not mush them. So I wanted to open you know, open up the floor for questions. Does does anybody know the perfect, like a pro tip or the perfect time to open up your avocado? So, um, okay, I've got an opinion on this. Okay. Because I've got an avocado guy. and he is, <laughs> Of course you he, do, I love he's, it. He's taught me a little bit about it. Because, of course, I walked into the grocery store one time, and this is a long time ago, and I said, I don't quite understand how to know when the avocado is, is really ready. And so there's a, if, if an avocado is hard like a baseball, Obviously, that's not even close to ripe yet. But if an avocado is soft and mushy, then it's kind of like when a banana turns brown. You know mm. what I mean? And you've already you've already missed your window of opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That perfect avocado, there's just enough give to it. So when you squeeze it, it it gives. Okay, and there's a little bit of mush, but if if you can put your fingers through it, it's just too mushy. Uh, and and if you and if you, it's like if you cut it open, it's gonna be all brown and gross. Mm-hmm. So. I mean that's that's my that's my experience. Also, Andy. one little piece of advice: people commonly will take off the part that connects to the vine to check for ripeness. Do not do that because if you take it off, you're exposing the avocado to oxygen, which is oftentimes why it's brown when you open yep. it. Also, I learned a little bit about avocados from this piece, where I learned that mm. it was avoca- uh, guacamole. What day was our national? Saturday. It was. Uh, I made fresh guac. I missed out. Yeah. I should have. Um, reading from this piece, the word avocado comes from the Aztec word ahucatl, 
This was also their word for testicle. However, it is unknown whether the fruit's penchant for growing in pairs was the reason for this name. This led to the Spanish colonizers to create the word aguacate, which morphed into the word avogato, which further morphed into our modern word avocado. What was the first one for testicles? Uh, ahucato. Yeah, I think that's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they were called alligator pears at one point. Is that right? Uh, because of the texture on them? I don't maybe. know if you have that in front of you, but um, I remember them saying that they used to be called alligator pears. And guacamole was known to the Aztecs as ahuaca muli, in which they made avocados into a paste mixed in chili peppers and tomatoes. The Spanish colonizers loved this concoction but could not pronounce the Aztec name and then created the word guacamole. Oh, okay. This is this is you see, this is the kind of stuff you get in dealer's choice mm-hmm. when you get a smart guy like I Andy Kamenetsky showing you. up. Very nice. Thank Andy. you. Jalapeno or no jalapeno in your guac? Jalapeno. Si, si oh, jalapeno. Yeah. Of course. You want, you want it to have some Siempre. kick. Yep. Laura, I'll tell you what, that uh, mm-hmm. that guac over at El Cholo that they make right in front of you? So good. It fire. Is good. So good. Mine was great, though. I'm just saying, not because I made it, but it was so good. I think good. you're going to have to make us some and bring it in. Yeah, for sure. Whenever you guys want. I'm down. Whenever. Double D. Do it a day when I'm in. Okay. There you go. Good plan. All right. Well, listen, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of Monday Night Football. We're back tomorrow. Sedano is on assignment in Dallas. Morales is 40th birthday tomorrow. And who knows what the hell is going to happen on a live imaging Tuesday when Morales is turning 40. Lakers talk is coming up right now. Andy, phenomenal effort today. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thanks as always for having me, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for holding it down. Tyler, excellent job, man. And we are back tomorrow. Here comes Laker talk. Peace out, everybody.